0: This is Bo Buchanan, Arizona Lodge Number 2, and I'm here speaking on the level with Jack Bender. Jack, why don't you start out by telling me your full name, the name of your home blue lodge, and any offices or titles you have connected to that lodge. Okay. It's Jack
1: Edward Bender. I'm from Paradise Valley Silver Trial Number 29 in Phoenix, Arizona. I am the secretary currently of the lodge and also a, I'm a member of the Board of Trustees.
0: Okay, and we're here at Paradise Valley Silver Trowel tonight. Uh, they're doing a, a, a friend-to-friend program tonight. Um, and uh, what, what is the friend-to-friend program, Jack? Basically, it's where gentlemen that are
1: interested that aren't sure, you know, a little bit apprehensive about coming to the group, they can come with friends or friends that have told about it, and we'll come and tell them a little bit more about Freemasonry and answer any questions hopefully for them and get them involved where they want to come back and join the lodge.
0: Now, are you a member of any other Masonic organizations? No. No? Okay. Do you remember when you first heard of this thing called Freemasonry? Oh, yeah. I was young.
1: I was probably five or six years old because my dad was a Freemason.
0: Okay, so that's why you remember that. first. Yeah.
1: So what happened? Tell me about that. I remember I used to get the mail and always wondered what the free and AM was and all that, but uh, he was also a Shriner, too, but um, just by following him over the years, I just saw what he did. And he was past master in 1967, 1968, Hanafin
0: Lodge in Minnesota. Oh Minnesota, so, yeah. Oh. So when did you move to Arizona?
1: Um, we moved to Arizona 11 years ago. Moved out west. 21. You did as an adult. Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: I wish I was as a kid. I'm 56.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and when, when, and where were you raised as a master racer?
1: I was raised right here at Paradise Valley Silver Trowl, uh, February 15th of 2006. Okay. Over 10
0: years now. Wow. Have you hit your 10-year anniversary yes. you have. Okay. Yeah. Exciting. That's neat. Just, it, time flies, though, when you're involved. That's just it. So why, uh, if you grew up in a Masonic household, so to speak, why did it take you so long? <laughs> well, things are different nowadays, too.
1: Everybody has to work, you know. And back then, I was very busy. I was in sales for years. I was putting in 16-hour days. And the thing I've always said about Freemasonry is you've got to join when it's right for you. Some guys don't join until they're older, some guys join right away when they're younger. It's something you have to feel in your heart, something you have to want to do, and then pursue it on that level. Did your, is your uh, dad still around? No, he passed away in December. And that's why I went up to visit him this summer, and uh, that's his ring I'm wearing right there.
0: Okay, so was he, uh, did he get a chance to see you in masonry, did you guys get a chance to do anything or go anywhere?
1: Or? Um, the last thing we got to do, he was a Shriner horseman. So we went up to Delano, Minnesota, and got to see his lodge and hang out with him and stuff. So oh, it was cool. cool. Yeah, all it was right. nice. We drove all the way up there, two thousand miles each way. Yeah. Wow. So just to do something with your dad. Yeah, I wanted to see him before he passed away, and I, I told my wife, I said, you know, what else can we do? We just had to do it.
0: Did he get to come down here at all, and see of your degrees or anything like that? Nah, he was sick for a long time, and, uh,
1: you know, things are just the way they are. Yep. But, uh, he. Yeah, you know, He was excited when I joined, and he helped me out with my dues and stuff. He was real excited about that. So, you know, you do what you can.
0: So what was it about 10 years ago that made you decide, you know what, I want to join. This is the time, or I want to, I want to get into it. Well, about 16 years ago, I got rear-ended
1: in a car accident, and
0: I broke my neck,
1: and I've uh, had a few surgeries since then. But basically, long story short, is I not only did I have the time, but you do a lot of soul-searching then, and I thought it was a good time to join the Masons, and, you know, it seemed like a good thing, too, because, you know, everything has a reason, I think, in life, and when I called, you know, Dan Schwartz's name was on the answering machine, and things just have for a reason. So ten and a half years ago, I called, and that's how I joined.
0: So what? tell me a little bit, I mean, I'm going to dig in, in a little bit, tell me a little bit about that soul-searching that, that led you to Masonry. What was it that made you that called out your soul, so to speak, and said, masonry is is what I want to do right now? I think after five years of dealing with the lawsuit and
1: seeing the bad side of men, it was nice to go to an organization where people didn't have an agenda, per se. They weren't out to get your money. They weren't out to see how healthy you were. It was just guys getting together and doing good things for the good of other people. So, I mean, there's just something, as far as I thought, it was a good time for me to just go and see if there was something out there that was a good group and if they were really as good as they said. And I haven't been disappointed yet.
0: How did you end up at uh, PBSD? Um, I
1: called around to a few lodges, and when I called down here, Dan Schwartz's name was on the answering machine. So I said, that's funny, you know, name Schwartz, I'm from Chicago and stuff. So it just kind of clicked it off, and uh, that's who I replaced this year was Dan. He was secretary for 14 years.
0: Oh, wow. So yeah. this is your first year as secretary? Yeah, wow. six months a big learning curve for you. That's why I. The, uh, what was it, the I just interviewed the secretary down in uh, Oriental. Is new this year too. What's his name? I forget. I, I interviewed him. I forget his name. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> uh, we'll get back to. <laughs> but I'm talking about because he said he's going to be
1: down there at the leadership conference.
0: Oh, okay, good, exciting. So uh, you're going to the? You mentioned the leadership conference. What's happening this weekend? Um, Well, hopefully,
1: I hate to say it sounds like being a better leader, but like you said when we were talking before, I just want to get some different ideas and see how people go about getting members in their lodge and how they go about treating their members and what they do for fun and stuff and different things, because there's so many lodges. I mean, how many lodges are in Arizona? I forgot. I don't know. I know. There's got to be like... Seventy, eighty, a 100, something like that. Yeah, Chandler I, like,
0: Thunderbird's 74, 75, right? So, exactly. There's got to be... Actually, 88 Daylight Lodge is our lodge downtown, Daylight number 88. Okay. So that's the 88th lodge in Arizona, so... So that's that's why I'm saying there's just so... I think the Leadership Conference would be good just for that fact. So well, tell me about... The, what is this conference?
1: Um, <laughs> What <laughs> well, you can say about, say about it. it anyway. What I can say is basically um, we're going to get together from the... Um, Upper echelon of the uh, of our um, our master or wardens and so forth, and they're going to come and from
0: every lodge in the state. Yes,
1: and we'll get together and discuss, like I said, different ways they run their lodges and get some different ideas because nothing should ever be in concrete. Concrete, I think nowadays you have to be flexible, and by learning other people what they're doing, you can only grow. And that's you know that's another thing too. I think a lot of people are coming to masonry nowadays because of the fact that. It seems like there's so many groups out there nowadays and organizations that promise everything, but they're coming back to the Masons because we've been around so long and we're a proven organization. I think people just want, for lack of a better word, people that are upstanding and honest on the square. So I think Masonry is going to start growing again.
0: Yeah, it seems like it is already yeah. to me. So what what do you think, uh, you know, you said you hit on a couple of keywords: words there, upstanding and, and honest men. What do you think Masonry has to offer today to people What is the draw that's that's bringing people in? I think uh, nowadays people are
1: just looking for people that can be honest and talk to them, you know, look them in the face, and their word is still good nowadays. It doesn't have to be written down. And like I've always said, man's word is only as good as what he writes down. You know, written word is only as good as the word that backs it up. So, I mean, it's just nice to see people. And the thing I like about Mason's is, you really don't know what people do for a living unless you've been in the group for a while. Generally, people just come here and let their hair down, for lack of a better word, and get to be themselves and get to learn about what everybody else does
0: outside of the, their occupation. Their, um, you don't fall into that trap that you do when you go out with people from work, where all you talk about is work. Well, you have something else to talk about here. Exactly, and like when I was in sales for so many years, I was in sales for twenty five years before I
1: got hurt. And when you go out with customers, you still have to put it on air. You know, you still have to be that sales guy, and you can't. But here, you can be yourself, and at the end of the day, everybody's fine. You just get it out and go on. You know, and that's the way it should be. It's men. You know, it's not a boys club. It's a men's
0: club. <laughs> what our, speaking, speaking of men, mm-hmm. um, can you think of some of those good men that embody the ideals that we talk about in Freemasonry that, that have maybe had an impact on, your, on you in 10 years in Masonry? Well, I would assume, of course, my dad. Um, Dan I'd say
1: God, a lot of the guys I've met in Elijah have come and gone since I've been here I mean just hearing some of these guys that some people won't even get to meet from World War II war heroes and stuff And Tell me a little bit about somebody like Dan why has Dan made an impact on you? Just because he's he's just a really down to earth good hearted man you know and he never has an agenda where he's trying to get something different from you or anything he's just on the level you know what I mean and I think that's the way I try and be you know, he's just a good guy. I mean, I don't know how you quantify that, but he just makes you feel good and you can be yourself around him.
0: Any, anyone else you want to mention by name? Well,
1: let's see. My stepdad was a good Mason. Uh, oh, your
0: stepdad was a Mason. Yeah, okay. he was a Mason. Your stepdad and your dad.
1: Yeah, and uh, he got dementia at, at an early age, so he passed away about 15, 20 years ago. And God, uh, my dad's brothers were, my uh Ants were Eastern Star.
0: We mean a lot of my family. Mom, yeah, my mom
1: used to be Eastern Star years ago, but she was Eastern Star. Um, just, uh, yeah, a lot of lineage in my family. And like I said, I think it's just a good group of guys. And like we were talking about, it's on its way up because people are kind of getting disillusioned with the way things are out there nowadays. And if you can put some love in and get love back, I think that's what it's all about. You know,
0: you mentioned you were from Chicago.
1: Yeah, were in the city or the burbs or? Uh, northwest, uh, northern, well, Skokie. Skokie, Chicago too. Yeah, Downers Grove. I grew up oh, in Downers okay.
0: Grove, okay. western burbs. Where did you go to college? Uh, I went to college in New Mexico. Actually, really? I, don't know. I, I went. I I knew for two semesters, okay. but I failed. I was not right. really interested in school at the time. <laughs> I, went,
1: I went in the army first, and I went to college just for that fact. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. that's why my place say XMP. I went in the army and then I went to college because I wouldn't have made it. but Yeah. I went to Eastern Illinois, downtown. Oh,
0: Eastern. Okay. Yeah. I had a buddy once at Eastern. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun days. It so, fun days. how long were you
1: in Illinois? Oh my God, I moved to Illinois when I was 13. I was in Illinois like 25
0: years. Okay, a long time. Yeah, most of my life, and then we me too. Moved. I grew up there. Did you? And then when did you move out here? Again? Uh, six and a half years ago. But I, when I was 21, okay. 22, I joined the army too, but it didn't last. I, yeah. I had asthma. Didn't, didn't work out. Then I moved back, then I went to Oregon, I went to college in New Mexico, lived in Pennsylvania, so I kind of hopped around a lot. That's good. Went back to Illinois, and then I, I actually lived here at one point for about a year. After I dropped out of ISU the first time, right. <laughs> went exactly. back to Illinois. You know, yeah,
1: I would—I barely made out of college in four years, but if I would have gone in the Army first, I think I would have flunked out. Yeah, because I wasn't mature enough—not that mature now, but
0: you know. We're well, just all relative. It's funny when you come out here. There's something about Midwesterners coming out to Arizona. There's a huge Chicago contingency in Arizona. Oh, yeah. I don't—I don't know why. Because we don't go to Florida. We don't. New Yorkers go to Florida. Yeah, Chicagoans come that's to Arizona. I don't know what smart
1: voters The New Yorkers get out. Recently. <laughs> true, but you're right, right? Because all of us always say, "Why don't we go someplace humid?" We're already humid. We're already humid. Yeah, that's true. Good point. We, but, but it was kind of cool when I traveled around to those uh, Minnesota back. We'd drive by little lodges, like in Kansas and stuff, and they'd have like little. Um, they'd only be open like every other week, and during the summer they're dark because it's plain thing I whatever. And old
0: lodges, like there's one in downtown. Uh, is it Oakbrook? I'm trying to remember. No, it's by Brookfield. Brook. No, no. It's no, I know, but I didn't know there was a downtown. Oak Brook. It's not Oakbrook. That it's by. It's on the line because I remember it's on the right in downtown. Right, it's the last stop before Brookfield Zoo, and I don't remember what it is, but it's an old downtown building. Okay, okay. you walk up and there's a door, and it has a sign. It says, "When is Lodge and the officers," and that's it. Really? There's nothing. There's a store next door. Same thing in downtown Naperville, but they've got a blue awning that kind of shows where their lodge is. And I haven't been been to any lodges in Illinois, just because every time I go back, it tends to be when they're dark or there's not a lodge. Like, I just went back for Easter, couldn't go to lodges, but I went and interviewed uh, the guy who takes care of the Scottish Rite Temple in Chicago, Right, and they just moved from downtown. I think six years ago, they built a big temple out in Bloomingdale. Oh, wow. So I went out to their new building yeah, I lived last
1: place I lived was Hanover Park. So oh, right okay. Road. okay. And then, you know, we <clears throat> moved to Vegas in 96 and then we've been out west 21 years. But it's funny how you ask out, you know, certain different things, uh, you know, make the way you see masonry different with stuff. But like when I traveled around, guys would see my things and go, hey, brother, how are you doing? And that'd be in the middle of nowhere in Colorado. And right away, you would automatically, I know it sounds crazy, but you get like a, a feeling of you know, safety. Right. Like, wow, somebody's watching my car, they saw my, you know, my Masonic things, you know, it just gives you that another level that somebody's actually watching out for you.
0: That is cool. You know, it makes a difference because, you know, you go in and they see your rings and whatever, they know. So tell me, any, you've traveled some, any any stories you can think of? Have you run into any Mason's, business, any other lodges, any stories you can share? Well, just started doing a lot of traveling this year.
1: Um, mainly, I've just been spending a lot of here, but since I'm with Secretary now, And Mustafa's starting to do more traveling. I'm starting to, but hopefully as I get involved, I'd like to see more lodges. And we were just talking about uh, the the degrees down in Mexico. Oh yeah. I never went to that five or six years ago. I wish I would've, but we got into one of those together. That'd be so cool. I never, I wasn't a Mason when they were
0: doing those. I've heard the stories
1: about them. So just seeing the culture would be so cool and something different. So that's what I like about Masons too, is you can go anywhere in the world and you're going to get a different outlook, but it should still be the same premises.
0: So you've been in 10 years now. Mm-hmm. That's that's a decent amount of time. Yeah. Um Ooh. And And now all of a sudden you're taking on even more commitment. Mm-hmm. What is it that's keeping you keeping you going? What is it that's really, obviously something's feeding your soul, so to speak? Well, uh, I just think like I'm trying to do for the good of
1: the whole. And it's kind of rewarding just from that aspect. Just from the the effect that I when I do my job, it's not like, hey, what am I doing for Jack Bender? It's hey, what am I doing for every else Lodge? And, and I try and make sure everybody gets as much, for lack of a word, equal attention. You know, it's amazing. A few sentences of somebody goes a long way rather than just walking by them not paying attention. So, and I, I was a communications major for years, and I feel like this great job has made me grow by leaps and bounds. You know, it's not just selling. I'm doing, you know, everything from. Doing you know the lodge uh, clean up to hiring the people to do the painting and stuff to making sure people go through so it's not just one dimensional it's multi dimensional and it's rewarding. So as
0: secretary you also
1: take care of the building here. Well more or less yeah like like uh, we like I said to you earlier we've got new tiling in here and right. uh, we've got to take care of the roof it's got some lakes so we have to do those type of bids. I know everybody thinks secretary is just you know, taking notes, but I wish it was just, <laughs> but you know, if you ask Andrew too, but it's it, it's amazing when you put your nose to the grind. So for lack of a better word, that you can really just, you find out, you know, more than you did. And then you also find out you don't know as much as you thought you did. <laughs>
0: and there's never, a, there's never an end to what can be done. There's always a lot to do. Well, it's
1: kind of funny because my wife and I have like almost the exact mirror of the office at home. So basically we work there too. It's not like, it's, it's not like it's an eight hour day. It's, Whatever's got to be done.
0: Is your is your wife involved in uh, in any Masonic organizations? Well, she's
1: not in any Masonic organizations, but she's done the well the trust board. She's done for ten years.
0: She does your trust board. Yep. Oh,
1: she print, wow! She sends it to the printer and everything. All the officers are just send their articles and stuff. She gets all the ads, puts it together. She's been doing that for ten years. So That's, she's really good. So yeah. she's
0: very supportive of oh, you.
1: Yeah. yeah, I couldn't. You know, you can't do it without. You know, they say you know can join without yourself, but you still need to support of your significant other, because if not, you're not going to be happy. And if you can't come and and do this in your own free will, you're just going to get animosity either from here or from your spouse. So you do have to have some type of mingling.
0: No, number two, we do when we do our uh, interviews, we inter- we try to interview the spouse as well. Do you guys exactly. do that here too? Yes, yeah, yes. Okay. If they're married,
1: like we'll go to their house. You know, or else meet them out for a bite to eat and if they're single we'll just meet them as three guys just meeting out so we try and go with the flow you know how it is We right. don't overwhelm guys either because they really get nervous I'm freaked out yeah, yeah it's like, are you guys serious
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm like so laid back
0: you did an, you know, I did an interview with uh, uh, Grand Lodge Secretary Bill Roberts yeah know? And he talked about, he tells an interesting story about when the men in black came to his house to interview him. You got to, I won't we'll give it away. You have to listen to the interview to know, but it was a very good story. For men in black. Men That's in black. Good. Um, what's what's uh, the future of Masonry Hole for you? What do you want to do? do? Uh, any Any projects or things you want to accomplish or anything like that? Um, in this,
1: I mean, right now I'm worried about taking care of the home base and making sure this building's good and get some more people going, but I'm flexible down the road, you know, we'll see where things go. That's one thing I've always said is, you know, it's one thing to think of what you want to do, but in five or ten years when you find out what you're really going to do and what you want to do is two different things. So I just started to stay flexible, you know, like I said, I never buy a, horse a uh, house a horse, never buy a house again. And uh, we're going to go look at houses after five years again. So oh, really? I've learned to never say never. So you're putting down some roots. Well, more or less, you know. I mean, it makes me nervous, but I got the VA. So okay. I'm going to use that again. And, uh, you know, got to do it, right? Life's too short. Yes, it and, is. And I, I just, I've learned <clears throat> not to say never. Whenever I say it will never happen again. But whatever I say... I catch myself nowadays, I go, oh, I'm not going to say that because in five years.
0: I <laughs> mean, speaking of, so speaking of, is there anything that uh, surprised you in masonry that you didn't expect or that's different than you expected? I would say
1: the, more or less, I'd say the camaraderie is not what I thought it'd be, you know, because I was younger when... I looked at some of the older mates. I thought it would be a bunch of older guys, but now I'm kind of one of the older guys. (laughs) Right? Right. So I kind of think uh, it's it's much more laid back than I thought it was going to be, and it really is. It's like family. It really is. You know, this is my, Mustafa and I talk all the time, you know, about our second home, but it is, you know, and I'm proud of this place, and that's why, again, I'm doing stuff, because if I'm proud, hopefully everybody else will see that and want to join. You know, people want to join a good group. Right. and I've just always been wanting to be positive and I don't let the negative stuff get in the way because it would just tear down the group so I just keep going and being happy
0: so what would you say to uh, curious men or young masons in 50 or 100 years who might be listening to this what would you say to them I'd say go into it with an open mind
1: have some expectations but just if you're a good man just think of ways to make yourself better and Every day that you're a master mason, just review yourself and just make sure you're following the right path, you know? And in the 50 or 100 years, I don't even know how it's going to change because technology has changed masonry so much now. Yeah. Things that we used to do is now eons ahead of it. So in 100 years, wow, you might be able to just take a pill and be all three degrees. <laughs> about- <laughs> Take take a pill and you've got all three degrees. Okay, you're done. You're done. Your dude's on the way out. You never know. You never know. But I hope it it flourishes. And, you know, they always make the comparison to the six million guys that were in after World War II. But that's a different situation. Guys were coming home from a war. Everybody was in together. The economy was booming. And now I think guys are coming back to it just because of the fact that they're disillusioned, like I said, with things going on out there, crime's up.
0: Society's disconnected in a lot of ways, and this is a way to reconnect. That's a good, that's exa- exactly, yeah. exact. that's a good point, because, and if you're not, if you're not connected at all, and you
1: keep getting reconnected, you're just going to get frustrated and, and follow the society, you know? And that's a good thing about Masons, too, is we've got all walks of life. Yep. You know that's the great thing about it is you meet yeah. guys that maybe you wouldn't meet otherwise. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And and it's funny how people let their guards down once quicker once they find out they're your brother than if you're a normal person where they're still judging you. And you know <laughs> right? Is yeah. that true? Yeah. Oh,
0: once they find out your dinner, it it's like, oh well you're not that bad. Already you automatically get the benefit of the doubt. Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. And then you can prove yourself a jerk. That's then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't have everything, but I hope in a hundred
0: years if you're hearing this have at it. <laughs> any any closing remarks, any other stories you can think of that maybe we didn't touch on or memories that you want to share? Or? Um, I just think, just remember when you go into masonry, just remember your Blue Lodge is your home.
1: The groups you um, join are always going to be out there and they're going to be different and interesting, but just remember where you came from. And that's about it. It's like your parents and your family, you come, Blue Lodge is the base. Exactly, and don't forget it. Yeah. And then all the other groups will fall into place, but I just hope Masonry in the future just, like I said, keeps on growing and keeps on educating guys and makes guys want to join. And please don't be afraid to join, guys.
0: <laughs> All, right. All right. Thanks for taking thanks, time to talk to me, Thank you. That was.